Yeah. We made it. We here. Super duty. Tough work. Mm. Yeah. Today was a good day. Yeah, it's been a good day. It's been a good week. Yeah, I didn't have to use my AK. <laughs> Mom cooked the breakfast with no hog. No, none. Got my grub on. Yeah. Didn't pig out. Nah. Got a shirt from a girl I wanted to dig out. Word. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, man. What's up, world? What is up? What is up? It's your boy's the most consistent podcast on planet Earth. The most infamous. You can't be stopped. Nah. Podcasting, even on my birthday. Word. No fucking pauses. Right. Happy birthday, bro. Uh, I'm getting old, Jack. <laughs> Getting old. Getting up there, bro. Yeah, man. I, this is, you know, I'm fucking 30 again. <laughs> 30 ain't never looked so good. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. 25 again. <laughs> you know, but yeah, man. This is a good day, man. You know, we podcast and the weather's nice. Yes. You know, uh, you did a, a dope stream last night. Yeah. What I caught of it. It was a uh, tribute to Greenhouse, man. Mm. Seven years of Bimba Don't Break, bro. Bitches Greenhouse. Yo. I got to say it with pride. Yo. You know? <laughs> it's so, man, I was going through there just smiling. Because it's so, it's, like, the music is so good just because I started from up to speed. Yeah. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, oh, man. It's such, yeah. so much good shit, man. That joint you played, that uh, Square One joint. Oh, I man. forgot all about that. You tell a story about the money. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I did roast him on that line. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I was like, it's true. It's yeah. true. I did it. Yeah. You know, but that beat. I was oh, like, Ooh. yeah, man. With the stutter chat. Mm. Yeah, like, yo, <laughs> I was the, I was doing something. Doing it. Doing like, something. NPC. I had it. That was, I was in the zone back then. Yeah, yeah, like that whole album, like the Columbus or Bus album, like that style, like your chops and shit on yeah. that record, man. Listen, <sighs> yeah, some other shit. Yeah, next level. Ooh, yeah. So if you ain't heard it, go listen to your boys' back album, back catalog. Yeah, man. Greenhouse. Yeah. 20 years yeah man dope music straight up you know straight up yeah man so uh this week you know uh we're gonna have a conversation that's gonna be a little different we're mm -hmm. gonna revisit something that we kind of spoken about before yeah but this is like the five year it's been five years since dame dash did his infamous breakfast club interview yeah which is probably one of the best interviews of all time ever like most epic most quotables, quotables, most memes. Mm. Like he really changed the game. Yeah, on how artists go into interviews and deal with the press and the media, and uh, it was just a a uh, a, a masterclass. Yes, and he had them fools looking bad. Yeah, envy but, wasn't happy. Oh, envy was looking terrible. Wasn't happy. But what some people missed is like he basically laid out the philosophy mm -hmm. of how men should be living their lives and in terms of ownership accountability mm -hmm. dealing with each other mm -hmm. um how we how we look at our families our legacy these are topics that no rapper was touching never no one was going up there speaking about these topics no, no one was calling the station out dame just turned the shit on his head yeah and um it wasn't an interview no more no he nah. took it over. Yeah, he took it over straight up. Yeah, man. It's so like I, bosses do. Yes. <laughs> and you will hear. You know, so so this episode, we want to talk about his philosophy and the points he laid out. And we want to revisit them. You know, we got some audio we're going to play because this shit is so important. Mm -hmm. and, and it echoes a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast. If you're a listener to this point, you're going to hear somebody speak about like some core principles yeah that we strive to live for yes things that we've known deep inside but never heard anybody articulate in hip-hop the way dame dash did and so uh we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back all right we got you stuck off the realness the most infamous you heard of us official podcast murderers the show comes equipped with few points to share grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow so go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode you're not alone in this world cousin so we share information and honest discussion and keep repping a culture like we supposed to they spread gossip but they never come closer i can hear it inside their tone they talk 
talk about the industry but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Super Duty Tough Work. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Talking about topics that no one will touch. Mm-hmm. Get your whole network against the team. <laughs> Super Duty Tough Works to MVP. No, I mean, you know, most valuable podcast. Yeah. MP3. Yeah. So the first point we're going to talk about in this episode is about men and gossiping and gossiping in general. Don't hurt their feelings. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't hurt their feelings, man. So I'm going to play this clip. We're going to come back and talk about it. <laughs> All right. Everything, fashion, everything. And when we have it, no one's going to have a boss. Everyone's going to be a boss. Period. Are there times in business you feel like you haven't been honorable and fair? Never. That you can, I mean, people never. do make mistakes because we Never. Human. I've never not been honorable in business. Y'all keep telling me, every time I hear me not being honorable in business is from a radio show where men talk about men. It's never been from that man telling me in my face it's he has an issue with me. Of an artist it's not a claim. It's never been no social media. How can a man say social media with a straight face? It's, it's, it's what men don't doing. listen to social media. That's what they, that's no, what men don't listen to that's social media. A real man doesn't Instagram listen to a rumor. And Twitter. That's why Let me ask you a question. What about real calm? Real calm. Real calm. Real calm. Does a real man listen to what another man says about another man? Yes or no? I mean, you listen. It's up to you to take it in. Right then. So you have no question. To ask me, I right. don't give a. F- but this is this is the radio business. I don't give a f- about like, the radio you business. Fans, you're an artist. I Dream don't give a f- about Trump, nothing. Y'all want to box or something? He doesn't want to do that. That's not what he wants to do. But what I'm saying is this. Wow, so much went on in this clip. Man, listen, look. Let me let me let me get in my bag real quick. Go ahead, man. I'll 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 let you cook. What this what does this clip really highlights to me is how Dame is really pointing out how platforms, social media, many of the uh the 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 shows and, and things we consume, they promote this like as he calls it, chatty patty, gossipy, backbiting, mm-hmm. rumors, mm-hmm. all of these things where we assume to know, we assume things about people. We never speak to them. Mm-hmm. And then what's worse than than hearing and believing and stuff is that we now we run with it. Yep. We never seek to confirm it. Mm. And then as men, we react to it now. Yep. Having never called, talked to, verified any of the information. Facts. You know how many men have probably been killed behind things like this. Man, come on, man. This is, this is part of the this is what I this is what I mean when we talk about this generation and no code. Yes. Things like this. You didn't do things like this when we was growing up or when our fathers were growing up. You went and talked to that man directly. Yep. And if you had a problem, y'all went out in the middle of the street <laughs> and y'all dealt with it. <laughs> right, right, right. Like this is real. This is how shit right. was handled. Yep. Now, you know, cats read a post and then they want to retweet yeah. and then they want to give their opinion and all this shit without even going to the dude, especially when they know the motherfucker. Uh, you got his phone number. You can hit him with a DM and he'll hit you back. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But cats want to retweet and, you know, give their opinions and say this and say that without talking to the source. And, so, and most men, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. that was me. You know what I'm saying? But talk to that man. Yeah. I, I love how he how he, he sought to like get rid of the ambiguity mm-hmm. because and say, look, as men, mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to talk to one another. Facts. To confirm this because some people will weasel out and say, oh, no, we don't have to. We just it's just entertainment. Mm-hmm. He's saying like, yo, this is reckless behavior. Yeah. And people get hurt behind it. 
and, and people's images and reputations and you're act you're causing people to act on these things that are nothing more than rumors mm-hmm. for the sake of entertainment. Yep. And that's what hip hop is operated by for a long time. Yeah, and then you put wedges in between your relationships with other men who in reality we need each other, yo. Thank you. Like if we if we're separated then we can't come together and be as powerful as we should be. And doing shit like this, not talking to each other is what creates that weakness in us. Oh, totally. Totally. And and so like this was to my knowledge. I remember somebody asked me about like, "Yo, what do you think about the Dame Dash?" I said, "Yo, Dame Dash is the first guy hip hop to ever go on a show that was starting the problems in hip hop. Yep. Contributed to them and called them out on their platform to their face. Yep. Every other artist you see goes up there and kisses their ass because they got an album to promote. Mm-hmm. They got, you know what I'm saying? They yep. got a tour coming up. They got bosses to they got bosses <laughs> to please. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dame, because and this and this relates to what we talk, we're gonna talk about later. Mm-hmm. Dame is a boss. Mm-hmm. He don't have a boss mm-hmm. because he owns and controls his own shit. He doesn't fear the repercussions of being honest. Right? You're to, people say, how can he say he can say that because he does not fear them. Right. What are they going to do? Ban him from the station? Yeah. Pull his record from rotation? They going to go buy a station. <laughs> he doesn't have a record. <laughs> he's, he's a mogul. Right. He doesn't care. He's already proven that he can be successful in the music industry and he doesn't care about the same things and playing the same game that the artists are playing. He never has cared. No. Even when he was in it, he didn't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, he never has here. This is what made Dame Dame. This is what got him some of the reputation that he has, even yep. back during the Rockefeller days, because Dame was the kind of type of dude, even when he did have bosses. Yes. The type of dude with the mentality that ain't nobody gonna tell me what the fuck to do. Yes. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what's right for my artists. I'm gonna do what's right for me. And that's just it. That's it. That is what it is. <laughs> Who else gonna run up in a Def Jam meeting yeah, and, do what and clear did. the room? <laughs> Nobody because they too afraid of the backlash. Right. You know, if if, if you're listening to this at home, the main thing we want to get across with this is like, look, you have to at some point um, create, adhere to a higher code of conduct Mm -hmm. as, as, as a man, because you can't base your code of conduct on what everybody else is doing. Right. On what what's popular. I mean, look at we say it within hip hop, just because motherfuckers are rhyming about being in a trap, mm-hmm. is that what we do now? Right. Like, no, the reason we don't is because we have a higher sense of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have a higher code that doesn't allow us to do that. Money or no money. Mm-hmm. Ownership, employee, we have a code that that impacts how we roll. And Dame is showing you in this interview. This interview ended up being like their most popular interview ever at the time. They're like a million something views in a couple days. Mm-hmm. He's showing you the freedom that comes along with the sacrifice right. of being an owner right. and controlling your own shit. And also he's saying, look, man, I'm not afraid to tell y'all the truth about what y'all are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say, hey, look, man, you know, I'm not going to believe this gossip that goes on because I know you get paid to do this shit. Mm-hmm. And when you really look at like the media in this country, they get paid to do what they're doing. Yes. How can, how can you truly judge the intentions of someone who gets paid to make you upset? <laughs> right. To report upsetting things to you. Thank you. Yeah. And you, and you never question the legitimacy of it. Right. You never think, well, you know what, man, maybe they would lie. Mm hmm. If it gets some ratings, they'll tell me whatever gets some ratings. Mm-hmm. Instead, we think that these people, these institutions are pure. This shit by Dame was powerful to me, man. Brilliant. So that's point number one. Mm-hmm. You know, point number one was just like real men and gossip. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to get to number, point number two. I'm going to play this clip. Called me. He wouldn't have called you. I'm, he know I'm not listening to you. Mm-hmm. How am I listening to you ask me a qu- questions about another man's money? A real man don't answer those questions. A real man don't ask him. Well, let's talk about you. Do you feel like you get your props as a mogul? I don't man? care. <laughs> <laughs> I take my props. Word. about props? I care. My, yeah, I do get my props. I'm not a mogul. I'm a tycoon. I sell oil. Don't disrespect me and say I do everything everybody else does. And I put up my own money. All these so-called moguls y'all talking about, you mm-hmm. name one of them that put their own dough up. You, a boss, you're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you, you're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. So how much money can you get paid to not... I, there's no money in this world. 
for someone to pay me so they could call me so I could call them a boss. That's like calling somebody daddy. That's how can a man call another man? Oh, that's my boss. We don't do that. I mean, everybody at some point no, has to have don't. a boss, right? No, not in Harlem. Oh, okay. Put it like this. Because you're somebody's boss. No, I'm not somebody's boss. I, I'm. When I was in the street, mm -hmm. it someone wasn't your boss. They gave you an opportunity. Okay. They gave you some work. You go make it, and then you bring it back. You can go buy your own work. You do whatever you want. It's called consignment. So why this can't be all work? This corporate America, we could be using this. You don't this. own it. But I'm telling you why. I'm telling you why. Question, question. Let me ask you a question. Can you give it to your son? Can I give what to my son? Whatever you want to this company, I absolutely positively can. How? Because I own shares of this company. You bought them? Yes. What I'm saying is, can your son eat? Is this yours to give the whole company to you? This full company is not my son's, no. Exactly. It's not mine. But I Wait, stop. Listen, listen. That's not my question. If your son needs a job here, can you give it to him? No. No. If your son needs to get some money out the bank from here, some cash flow, can he get it? No. All right. You don't own this. But I can Stop. take the, I can take the money you. from here to invest in no, myself. No, it's not yours. I'm not going to fight for something I don't own. Men don't do that. I don't fight for other n****s. I fight for me. I'm not a doula. I'm not going to build somebody else's company and then take shares so my son can... All that. But I'm not no, listen, listen, though. what I'm saying... But what about taking I'm the money? You come to work every day. You took the money from Def Jam. Take stop. <clears throat> Man, ownership mentality. Come on, versus employee mentality. Come on, that's what this point is about. Mm. This, you're hearing a conversation between two people who view the world completely differently. Yes, one person. Look, we all have jobs. We all have had jobs. But if you think for one second that you understand the owner's mentality mm -hmm. as just an employee. You're not seeing the full picture. No, I'm not saying motherfuckers need to run out and quit their jobs, nor is Dame. What motherfuckers are saying is that until you write the check, yeah. you are just an employee. Yeah. You have no control over anything. And don't try to front like you're not. Thank you. Don't try to front like you running the show. Oh, high, nice little title you yeah, got. Yeah, nah, care about bro. That. Nah, because even, even people in companies, there's somebody at the top. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? You work for a company. I work for a company. I have a boss. My boss has a boss. Then and, and his boss has a boss. You know what I'm saying? And the person at the top of that mountain, that's the boss. Yes. That's the boss. That's the one that don't nobody tell nobody. Don't nobody <laughs> tell them what to do. Right, right. You right. know what I'm saying? That's a whole different level of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing in this clip that's real deep, and it's just so much we could probably do two hours about this interview. Mm, yeah, man. Another thing he talks about is the effort you put into building your own thing versus the effort you put into building up something that is not yours. Yes. Most of us have had jobs we never even considered that point. Mm -hmm. Because when you you're basically we employees, people who have regular jobs are building up equity in someone else's yep. business. Yep. You're creating value every day. You're dedicating time and you're being paid a wage. We get that. But is your return what the people at the tops return? They'll pay you 200 bucks, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, a week to make fucking who cares? They'll make 20,000 a week off of your effort. Mm hmm. You see, and, and and the scale is something that we don't really understand like that, man. And because we don't understand it, we don't take chances with our own side hustles mm -hmm. and, and, and entrepreneurship and businesses and, and interests and passions. And he's pointing that out like, yo, even doing something small for yourself. Right. Is worth so much more mm -hmm. than just being dedicated to something that's always someone else's. Yeah, working your ass off for somebody else. It's it it doesn't have the same amount of you don't feel as good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You feel when you do something for yourself, and especially if it turns out, you feel good. Ah, uh, so much more rewarding. It's so rewarding, man. You feel like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I did that for me and this shit worked. Maybe I should bet on myself a little more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I should bet on myself a little more often. Put a little more in that kitty. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we talk we talk on here about just like artists putting out their own stuff versus getting signed. You know, I would think if mm -hmm. we if we were to go back to like some of the biggest, the most frequent questions were asked, those questions are, oh, how do I get signed? Yeah. Print, how do I get on Rhyme Series? How do we get on whatever? Jugs, how do we get on, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Mellow? People just want to know how to get signed, right? Mm -hmm. But what they, but what we've always said is you should put out your own thing first. Yep. We never say, hey, record a bunch of demos and send them 
to people right right and hope for the best right and the reason that we recommend that people do for self first is because you get to learn the importance of writing a check yourself right you'll never get that if somebody else is writing a check for everything right you'll never have that sense of pride that sense of ownership where it's like yo i paid this graphic design Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying I paid for this this editing, for this book cover, whatever the fuck it is, because it came from your mind and your blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. No one else's. Yes. That shit is so much more rewarding just emotionally, but then the other side is that financially, it's even better. Oh, come on. You earn so much more when you learn how to do it for self, mm-hmm. but some people are robbing themselves. Right. Of that lesson, like he's talking to DJ Envy and DJ Envy's been on this station for 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And he's basically like, well, DJ Envy, you're one of the most popular DJs in the world. Right. If you want to keep this job cool, but why are you afraid Mm -hmm. to start your own platform like this? To step out on your own. Step out on your own. Like we're seeing this lesson play out, not in just hip hop like look at the podcasting space mm-hmm. look at what joe rogan just did with spotify right joe rogan is basically proven in the last 5 years that you don't need corporate interests mm-hmm. to build something huge right he put up his own money mm-hmm. he built it himself yep. and he made it so valuable that the corporations came to him yeah. and it that's what a boss does. Thank you. Boss. Owns everything. Boss. YouTube was paying him out the butt. Mm-hmm. Now Spotify is going to pay him. Mm-hmm. And he can take his shit anywhere he wants to go. Yeah. He's a true boss. He owns all of his content. But you don't get that reward without that sacrifice he made. Yeah. Being so consistent, dropping episodes almost every day. Mm-hmm. Fire years. episodes. Too. Yeah. Fire. Fire epic episodes. And, and just... The the organization of, and and rollout and execution of what he's doing is is unparalleled. And yeah. he's had the success, but he wouldn't have had that if he just said, "Hey, I'm coming up with this podcast, Spotify. Will y'all throw me some bread?" Mm-hmm. And he sat around waiting on that deal. Yeah, would have never would have never came to fruition. Would never happen. There's there was a, a a tweet a couple weeks ago where right after this Joe Rogan deal happened, they were asking uh, someone on Twitter as Jason Whitlock, what he thought of it. And he did an interview and he basically was like, Joe Rogan has changed the game and showed us that we've done it kind of wrong. Jason Whitlock basically decided to not renew his contract as Fox Mm -hmm. so he could go the Joe Rogan route. And do what he wants to do when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, not have a boss. Thank you. He has, he, he, he works with the company, I think they're called Outkick or whatever, his new place he writes for. Mm -hmm. He's he owns part of it. Mm-hmm. He's not an employee there. He mm-hmm. didn't own none of Fox. Right. And and they and they've talked about some of their numbers in the last month. They're like doing insane numbers just from him writing right. about the shit that he wouldn't be able to write about on Fox. Mm-hmm. He has his own platform now. Mm-hmm. He owns it. That yeah. means he's invested in an outcome. He gets to benefit when it blows up. Right. And it's a small thing to some people, but it's huge because now he's set up for the future and his children are set up for the future. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, he he looked at Joe Rogan and people were looking at him like, you're on Fox. You're rich. You got everything you want. He's like, nah. Yeah. Joe got it. Yep. The same way people look at Dame Dash right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I got this deal, but that dude does what he wants to do. Yeah. If people look at things in 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 um in percentages. Yes. As opposed to looking at them, you know, at face value. If you put in eight hours on your own shit, the percentage of return that you get on that Mm -hmm. is worth so much more than the eight hours that you put in for somebody else. Even if the financial benefit there is more. Yes. The percentage of return that you personally get. Yes. Is so much more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even if you look at taxes, you look at the percentage of the ownership of shit. Yep. Man, come on, man. It's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. It's a whole nother ball game. Crazy. But yeah, so that's number two. That's just the uh the employee mentality versus the ownership mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Word. What up everybody? Quick reminder. Super duty tough work hoodies. Back in stock. We got smalls back in stock, medium back in stock, large back in stock, extra large back in stock, 2XL sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, 
Every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. Okay. Word. Super Duty Tough Work. Yeah. The Dame Dash Bible. Mm-hmm. Bars upon bars upon bars. So many. So many. I hope that people are hearing this, and I hope that you are in a place to where you can understand the spirit of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Because this is still to this day you don't hear people really talking like this nah and um in hip-hop it's just nah let's just get signed let's just get signed let's get signed Mm -hmm. you know and blow up and he's talking about something completely different and uh we're gonna keep it rolling this next point is about just like uh having pride Mm. and and pride and ownership and and the safety of a job uh so we're gonna play the clip and talk about it everybody cool out for a second but Dan, I'm gonna ask the same Can question. You're you a businessman. Absolutely. What's wrong with taking the money from here and investing it into your into other stuff that we own? Nothing. Nothing at all. Thank you. Everybody need a cookie. Listen, cool out for a second. I'm not okay. mad. The mentality <laughs> is this: it's frustrating because you're on the radio and this message is crazy to me. You're saying because you enjoy music or being a, a DJ, you enjoy having a boss. If you enjoy being a DJ, just why don't you own your own radio station and then DJ for your own radio station so your son can just get on anytime he wants? That's all I'm saying. But it's steps you, to you it, enjoy, though. No, there's no steps to it because I do it. See, you enjoy the safety and the security of a job every day. But there's no pride in that to me. My son takes pride. My kids take pride in the fact that I have Dash Motors. And because I have that, my son said, I'm not going to ever have a boss. His mentality is different. It's just about changing mentality. Now, let me ask you a question. There's milk. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> now we can talk about this one. This is a this is this is this is a heavy one mm-hmm. because this one kind of hints at okay, what is the byproduct of this mentality? Yes. If Dame Dash came from a family of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and he's creating a you know a family of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you end up with a gen- generations of people who have owned and controlled their own circumstances and lineages, man. Yes, cultural man. Yeah. It's deep. Yeah. You know, the fact that his son has never had a boss, mm-hmm. you know, and his son will raise kids with the same mentality. Yeah. Don't his son like have a rest, has his own restaurant. Yeah. 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 It's fucking crazy. Yeah, man. Nepotism. See, a lot of people get mad at nepotism. <sighs> man. And I wish I had some nepotism. You in this know what? You know what? I wish I had my uncle. shit, my kids. I have I have it all stored away. I got the passwords to all my publishing shit. Yeah. All that shit is stored away for if something was to happen to me, my wife and my family will have that shit for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nepotism, being having something and being able to give it to your family. That's what everybody should strive for in the first place. Don't get mad. Because the person that owns this company put their son as a, you know, a head of this department or that. That's what the fuck you supposed to do. Thank you. That's how you get generational wealth. Come on, man. Come on. He, come on, man. I, I that, that shit pisses me off when people are like, well, that's just his son. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah that's what he's supposed to do. Because he sacrificed. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed to build a company. Yes. And and and, and, it, and I know we're, this is a deeply unpopular sentiment right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially when we're in the middle of the, you know, uh, eat the rich mm-hmm. uh, billionaires are robbing everybody, you mm-hmm. know, a uh, uh, thing that's going on. But this is not even about that level. No. At a basic level, we create things with the hope the wish that those who come after us will have it easier. That's it. You pay off your house as an adult. Mm -hmm. You pay off your car. Mm -hmm. You want your children to have that. Right. So that they don't have to go do the exact same thing you had to do and do double work. Yep. You know, it's it's not you you built up all these years with your catalog, with your with your 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 platforms, with your your music, and it's like why should my kids not see the benefit of that? Exactly. We have so many artists in the history of this music industry who've left behind nothing or got robbed for the legacies and mm-hmm. never had nothing to pass down. Yeah. And this is not even just some music. This is bigger than music, mm-hmm. right? Some of us come from families where when somebody dies, only thing they left us is bills. Yeah. Never, that, man. That's all we get left with. Mm-hmm. Debt, mm-hmm. expenses. Mm-hmm. Got to pass the plate around. Yeah. 
If you are in a position to empower yourself, to be financially on top of your game, to build anything from the biggest to the small, I don't care if you got a fucking coin collection, yep. comic book collection, Facts. take care of it and understand that if it's worth something, then it's worth passing down to the next generation to make sure that they don't have to go through the same thing you went through. Mm-hmm. And that's what Dame is getting at on here yeah. that people don't fucking understand because they've been indoctrinated as we all were Mm -hmm. to believe that the only way to get some money is through someone giving you a job to work for somebody else as opposed to creating a job Mm -hmm. which you can do based on your skills interests passion whatever you do and do well you can create a job for that Yep. First, it starts with a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And if your side hustle takes off, yep. you keep going. You funnel your money from your real thing that makes you the money into that. Yep. And you grow it and you sacrifice. And why should your your relatives, your your your, your descendants mm-hmm. have to do double work? Yep. Just because, you know what I'm saying? Why should you throw away all this money? Yeah, you can't take it with you. You're not supposed to. Right. You're supposed to leave it for the next generation. Yeah, you're supposed to pass it on. Come on, man. That's the best way to. That's the only way to do it, man. It's ridiculous. It's the only way to do it. I just want to make sure that I got something to leave my kids. Something. Something. It ain't gotta be crazy. Yeah, I ain't talking about millions and millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? But just the fact that I I may have a house to give them Come on, to man. leave them, or the fact that when I do pass away, all of my shit is in order, so they ain't gotta worry about paying no bills off. Bruh, that is a gift. Just that alone is a gift. Just something, man. Something we gotta think about our lineage, man. Yeah. 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 This is this. This was so opposite of what rappers be talking about on this show. Come on. You know, but yeah, it needs to be discussed. OK, next joint. Let's see. Change of mentality. Now, let me ask you a question. There's millions of people out there that don't have that opportunity and they all have, have the opportunity. a boss every day. So you're basically saying because they have a boss, there's no pride in it. I think because people on the radio tell people it's OK to have a boss. They don't understand that they can have more and because of the direct to consumer relationship the internet there's no excuse so when i make a movie like los Sides, i don't have to ask if i could put daniel in a movie i just do it i had to ask if can i could put wait wait hold on i had to ask if i could put cameron in in pay the <laughs> okay. i don't have to ask no more mm-hmm. you understand there's pride in that there's just a pride you should have in ownership so how do you get to a, that platform how do you get to the platform by putting the- your own money up and investing in yourself that's it you flip and getting a good woman and stop trusting dudes and stop worrying about other people's pockets and what other people have and what other people can do for you. And nine to fives aren't good because you look, you hustling for a weekend. But when you do something that's for yourself and your family, it never feels like work. I hustle for my, I hustle for my last name. I don't hustle for my first. The dash name when listen, my, again, when my grandfather died, he looked at me and he knew that Dash is always going to be there, at least for the next couple of generations, either through me, my son, or, or my son's son. It's a mentality. I want I have generations of this. What if your kids aren't as strong as you? Mm-hmm. What if your kids' kids aren't as strong as you? Then what? The last reason. I hustle for my last name. I don't hustle for my first. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, such a bar. Such a bar. Uh. <laughs> Man, look, that shit he's talking about. <laughs> so good. It's so good, man. It's so good, man. He's absolutely right, man. He's absolutely right. There is definitely an effort to downplay how much power people have to control their outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at it like, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that most of people's complaints about the public school system and its inadequacies are because they don't understand what it's there to do. Mm-hmm. It's not designed to turn you into an entrepreneur. No, it's not designed to make you financially astute or aware. No, it's designed to turn you into an employee to a worker trained workers. That's what we mm-hmm. train you to, to be the most common denominator. You mm-hmm. get a public school education. Congratulations. Yep. You can be a worker now. Yep. This is everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's no, the exceptions are when you make the exception. Right. When you happen to come in contact with someone who thinks differently, mm-hmm. sees differently, has a different background, 
then and only then do you start to deprogram yourself to all of the shit that's been telling you that that's 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 good enough. Mm -hmm. And when you see that it's not good enough, you get pissed off. Yeah. That you've been put in a position <laughs> to only think that this is the only way. Yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy because, you know, I don't necessarily blame any of my past people, my parents or, you know, me coming up. I just. You know, I can't. I, unfortunately, they didn't get that education either. Yeah. But luckily, I had family members around me that were entrepreneurs. Mm. So I saw my grandmother start her own agency as a as a um a public servant. You know, helping um helping kids and foster care and yeah. all that. I see my aunts. She's a um she's an accountant has her own firm. Yeah. You know, I've seen many people in my family start their own businesses. So I see that okay. That is possible. There is a different way mm -hmm. to do these things and not have to always work for somebody else. And I want to show my kids the same thing. Like there's there's a different way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't want to work for somebody else. Then start your own shit. Start your own shit. And, and we have to begin preaching these messages while people are young. Right. Because what people don't know, especially to our young listeners who are listening to this show the older you get, the harder it is, the harder it is to take chances. Mm -hmm. Like when you taking chances, when you're fucking 18 to 25, mm -hmm. take all the chances. <laughs> right. You don't have no responsibility, really. No, it's just you take the chances. If you've ever dreamed about starting a business, mm -hmm. take chances, take risks. Do not sit there and play it conservatively right. as if you're 40, 50 years old, yeah. because soon you're going to look up. And even if you're not 40, 50, you're going to have responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You're going to have things that tie you down. All of a sudden, you can't travel like you used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't go out and be social like you used to. Yeah. Your network starts to get smaller, mm -hmm. right? Like your money starts to get just, just tighter. Just tighter. Yeah. Because it's spoken for mm -hmm. via family, friends, commitments, things bills. That you, bills. Yeah. <laughs> when you're 18 to 25, trust me, go take chances yes those chances you take will 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 teach you about yourself yes what i'm capable of mm -hmm. what i can't do what i'm good at yeah what what would happen if i poured into this specific thing mm -hmm. but you don't get to find that out when you're 40 right. you gotta find that out when you're fucking 20 yeah because when you're 40 you got a mortgage you got yeah. rent to pay don't matter what you, you got kids to pay you know what i'm saying like it, <laughs> yeah. don't, get, it don't matter like where that money coming yeah. from. yeah how you gonna pay this light bill yeah you can't pay this with your passion g right right we'll cut this shit off mm -hmm. you know you can't be playing around like that later in life. You got to have direction and, and your youth is a gift. Yes. It's a gift, but many people squander their youth because they don't understand that they're not going to be 20 forever. Yeah. And that once you, when you're 20, not knowing what you're doing is cool. Mm -hmm. People's expectations of you are different. <laughs> right. Go ahead, go figure it out. Mm -hmm. Find yourself, travel, yeah. experiment, try different things, fail a lot. Mm -hmm. When you get older, it's not cute no more. Nah. Ain't no woman trying to date no dude who fails all the time. Right. They want stability. Yes. Your kids can't eat, you know what I'm saying, chances and risks. Right. They need stability. And what Dame is saying is that you 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 make some money, you invest it into yourself, mm -hmm. you you keep pouring into that until it it something happens. Mm -hmm. Maybe it grows, maybe it doesn't, but you learn. Right. You take those lessons, you put it into the next thing. Yeah. Same thing over and over. Yeah. He's uh, you flip. That's exactly what you fucking do. Yeah, you flip it. Flip it. Flip it. And, and and in that process, you eventually get somewhere where you know what you can do, mm -hmm. and you're not so scared of taking chances. Yeah, man. We got a bunch of people scared to take chances. Yeah, it ain't their fault though. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. It's like, but when you hear people talking that shit, mm -hmm. it should hit you in the heart. Yeah. Like ooh. You know, and I think a lot of people don't really understand that putting an album out is you are taking a big risk, Facts. especially when you do it yourself, when you put your own money up, whether yeah. it's a hundred dollars, whether you just put it out digitally and you just pay the 50 bucks it, it costs to put it up on Spotify or whatever. Yeah. Like it's still an investment in yourself and it's still a risk. A lot of people don't understand mm -hmm. that that's stepping out on something <laughs> that is putting faith in yourself, pressing up some CDs yep. and having that inventory stare at you. <laughs> yep, basement full of fucking inventory. Like, damn. Yeah, like that's some real shit. Like that's that is that is some risk that is worth it in the long run. When you sell out of that shit, oh, you feel so good. 
Come on. Now I got to reorder. Oh, just breaking even. You yeah. like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Whew, I thought I was going to lose money on yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. And, and we have a perfect platform. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're an artist listening to this, you have a perfect platform to teach you to take risks. Yep. You know, we did that episode a few weeks back about what we've learned from hip hop. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have happened in any other field we were in. No. We never would have learned a skill set, a varied skill set and have a a a real place to practice right real-time results real-time yeah oh that record did well that Mm -hmm. did badly oh that marketing campaign worked that didn't this thing works that doesn't these are the lessons that that companies risk tens of thousands and millions of dollars to learn yes you have people through social media and instagram you have the means to find out and learn all these lessons from motherfucking free damn near shit pre-order is like that's like the the analysis. Like, yeah, is this is this is this gonna work? Yeah, you know are people saying? interested or not? Yeah, are people interested or not? How many pre orders? How many pre sales to this show do I got? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what's my draw? Like here, let me see. What's my pre orders? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, we in a 300 capacity room? Yeah, not only good. 50 pre orders. Mm. Not looking good. <laughs> Wrong room. Not tight. Yeah, not tight. Might not do this again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, that's number four. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Work. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock all back in stock and you can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net once again all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net back to the show <laughs> wow super duty tough work yeah man i hope y'all are getting this at home you know this is this this might not be our most popular episode who cares yeah man but it, know, it, it needs to be said we own this shit <laughs> you know what i mean we can do what the fuck we want to do say what we want hey you know? bosses <laughs> you know we ain't got nobody tells us what to talk about every week we can we can go for ours you right know? right right and um so this next quote is about just like the media mm-hmm. and the nature of it. And this is where I spoke about earlier about Dame confronting them heads on in a way that no other artist would do mm-hmm. because they don't own their platform and they, they're kind of afraid to they lose. They got too much to lose. Yeah. yeah. So here's the clip. You, could you have gotten to that the point that How do you feel? Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about the fact God that you sell gossip for a living? <laughs> like you sell gossip. You're a man. How do men sell they gossip? Sell That's for gossip. women. They you don't talk about, though, y'all talk about what other people say. Every day y'all talking about what you heard. That's gossip. That's women do that, man. That's what women do. I don't listen to your show. Well, I don't want well, to hear about gossip. To your show. You need to I be sleep. I'm a boss. I wake up when about. I want. I don't be up that early. I mean, I think I think there's a variety. There's a variety of things that we talk about in the show. You talk about what you told to talk about. You got a boss. No, we have to come up with our own stuff. You're told what to do. No, we definitely don't. Your boss tells you what to do. If I'm a boss, I tell whoever. No, your boss. You lying? No, you know what? What's your boss name? What's your boss name? Which one? Oh my God. You proud to we say which book. one? Yeah, we're on 50 I mean, yo, we have a different pro- It's not your market, markets. you don't own it. Yeah, but, no, but honestly, if, 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 yeah, if they told yes, me to talk. Wow. That whole exchange is fucking golden. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. A, what you, what's your boss's name? <laughs> which one? Which one? Oh, you oh, proud of it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you proud to say which one? <laughs> Oh goodness, man! Yo, I don't think people get it, but all of us live in a, in a time when, especially you know, we came up where you know you're hiring publicists, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting people who you hope will will gain, you know, can write about your product or service and on their platform, create mm-hmm. awareness through interviews and and, and re- album reviews, etc. You're playing the game. Mm-hmm. We all play the game. Mm-hmm. The publicity game, yep. the influence game. Mm-hmm. We're 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 stepping to people who have power, influence, and we're asking them to to give us access to it. Now, what Dame is pointing out is that these people are not even genuine. Right, they're just in it for clicks, mm-hmm. likes, shares, salacious headlines. 
you know, and that shit is what we're buying into. Yes. We, we are kind of co-signing this whole thing by participating in it and no one's calling it out for how destructive it is to the culture at large. Mm-hmm. We just keep playing the game. Yep. And him calling it out is like something I will eternally respect him for. Yeah. Because he didn't have to even say that shit. He ain't even got no albums out. He's like, how do y'all feel pushing this bullshit every day? Yeah. Grown ass man out Selling here. gossip. Yeah. Like, we don't sell gossip. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Like, honestly, what, probably this, this, um, cause what you said five years, right? Five years ago. This probably was one of those big turning point interviews. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like they've had a few actually, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like the uh, minister Farrakhan interview. Yeah. Amazing interview. It was after this. Yeah. It Dame was after. Was that's one. what I'm saying. Yep. Like after Dame, they started to yep. get a little more <laughs> have in depth interviews. Yep. Boy, so I can yeah. Boy Yeah. Yeah. Yep. As Damn, opposed to, you know, talking about bullshit all the time and interviewing people just cause they got an album out and you know, with the whole fluff and all that. It's shit. true. You know, politicians started coming up there after Dame. It's very true. You know it's what I'm saying? True. Like even the, um, 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 let's see, Dick Gregory interview was after this. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like so many good interviews they had after this Dame interview because he called them on their bullshit. Yes. And they had yes. to, they had to kind of counteract it now mm-hmm. because yeah, we do sell gossip. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. Especially somebody like Charlemagne who actually is a very intelligent very dude, smart dude that has a lot to say, yeah. a lot of important shit to say. And the fact that somebody told you and reduced you to what you actually are doing is selling gossip like, yo, I got to do some different shit. Yeah. Called him out. Especially with him being the face of the fucking show uh, in the first place. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because, yeah, he basically changed the whole platform. Yep. Because they were not doing any serious interviews about any serious topics. Mm-hmm. And him calling them out made them change the directions. Yeah. And they went on a run after that, like getting people who were not necessarily entertainers, people who, you know what I'm saying, could, mm-hmm. could offer substance, man. You never know. Mm-hmm. People are afraid to confront some of these entities because they're so big. And this is like the biggest fucking show. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Biggest radio show so, in the country. Yeah. Probably world. Yeah. He called them out. Mm-hmm. And he won. Yes. Because they changed. Yeah. And he's been up there since. Mm-hmm. They didn't blacklist him. They didn't. No. Mm-hmm. He legit stood on the square and they could not do nothing but accept it. Yeah. It's fucking great. Beautiful. So, yeah, man. Last joint. Mm-hmm. This last joint he talks about is this is a shorter one, but we'll play it. It's about sticking together. I don't even have headphones on, man. <laughs> Neither do you. You had to type. <laughs> now listen. Um, my problem was this. We have to stick together. And I'm sick of us as a culture not sticking together. So mm-hmm. I'm going to call somebody out from my culture. I'm calling out Spike Lee. Um, he's doing the same thing I'm doing, like the Vimeo. Mm-hmm. And I had my uh, local high yellow, Gabron Gaddison. You know, he does all the technology. Mm-hmm. He went and reached out to him and talked to him and asked him, like, we should link up and just talk. And he was like, you know, Damon's arrogant. And he didn't want to offer no help. He didn't want to sit down with me. And I just didn't appreciate that. And I just want somebody to ask Spike Lee why he don't want to stick together. Pause. Like, why he don't think I deserve a conversation. And what, what, when have I ever been arrogant with him? And how can you not be successful if you're not confident in what you do? But why we don't stick together? Like, why is the first thing he would bring up? is a fault of mine as opposed to, you know what I mean? Like, he's a great man. I would want him to say something good about me. So I'm only airing it out in public because I want it to be spoken about. Mm. It's sticking, important. Sticking together. It's important, man. I mean, we kind of, this is kind of what we started with. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, sticking together is important. Yeah, and, and we, we, I get it, it's rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's some bravado in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pride in there. Right. I can do this. It's me, me, me. But you you nor I would be where we are right now had we not stuck together in the early part of our career. Facts. No fucking way. No way. That we just, as solo entities, end up yeah. getting where we are. Nah. No way. No way. Uh, we had a unit, a team, mm-hmm. different people who could, who could help, different people come in and out. And our ability to work together was that was always weightless's superpower. Mm-hmm. No one was as organized as us. Nope. And so I, I've seen the same thing among like the rhyme stairs and the death juxes and mm-hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? The stones throws. Mm-hmm. These are people who know how to organize themselves, their efforts and work together. And 
sometimes we take for granted how important that is. Yeah. We we are all up against something that's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Corporate interests control all this shit. Yeah. And so if you're an independent artist and you thinking like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna break through and I don't need nobody and I'm gonna do all this heavy lifting by myself, you got a rude awakening coming. Oh man, you. it's gonna smack you in the face real hard. Yeah. Be, and you'll be like, damn, I can't do all by myself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can fucking do. Yeah, you never understand the power of a team until you are on an island after working on a team. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't think You never understand the power of a team until you're on the island working by yourself yes. after working with a team. Yep, you get that it. That works. Yes. You really get it. Like, yo. We had some going over there. Yeah. That shit was a machine. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People don't get that, man. You know, we talk about it on here. You know, build your team. Mm-hmm. Look around you. Who do you have that's talented? Who do you have that's already doing something that that would help you get mm-hmm. to your, your goals? And, and seek to reach out to them and partner up with them and, and let them know, like, hey, man, um, would you help me? Would you feel comfortable? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What would I need to do? Right. And try to form something with them because they might, if they're fans and they fuck with you, mm-hmm. they would be down to help you, man. Yes. We can't do it alone. I do a lot by myself, but I don't do it all alone. Nah. I got to call and help. Yeah. I need people to help me do certain things. Mm-hmm. And and that just comes from understanding that I can't do it all alone. None of us can. And if we all have the same goals, like we claim we do. Right. Then working together. And if we all in the same culture, like mm-hmm. we claim we are working together, shouldn't be as difficult as it is. It shouldn't be a problem at all. But it is. It is so much. Easier. <laughs> I mean, Columbus hip hop scene is a prime example. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's so much talent here. There's so much stuff here. If we can just, you know, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it, man. This is like the Dame Dash Bible episode, man. You know, hope y'all like these verses, Mm -hmm. scriptures we hit y'all with. Bars. You know, I can't really call them back because, you know, the lessons were, I guess, one was, you know, real men and gossip. Mm -hmm. Number two was the, uh, employee mentality versus ownership mentality uh number three was passing things on to our children uh number four was just like the safety of a job mm-hmm. um number five was uh selling gossip number six sticking together yeah and i'll uh, we'll see you next week work peace peace thank you for listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>